I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. No breaks. No breaks. No fear. No fear. The official British Speedway podcast. Welcome along. Another quiet week in British Speedway. Haha, <laughs> who do you think you're trying to kid? With loads to get through, of course. And joining me to look through it all is the Sheffield and Leicester team captain, Kyle Howarth, will be with me throughout. And, of course, he was involved uh, in a match on Monday with the Sheffield Tigers, who take a four-point lead into the second leg on Thursday against the Wolverhampton Wolves and a chance to face the Bellevue Aces in British Speedway's Premiership Grand Final. And for the Aces, the man who did the most damage is the man who's been the most talked about over this past weekend. We, we lost Max Frick, and um, you know to, to be able to get a replacement like Robert Lamb, it's you know, a real coup for the club and um, obviously British Speedway. There's more to come from Mark Lemon and we'll hear more from the man himself, Robert Lambert, on the way. Plus interviews with Nick Morris and Simon Stead and one or two others besides as well still to come. And we'll focus on the championship where the Leicester Lions, captained by our guest Kyle Howarth, will be facing the Pool Pirates. In a plot twist, don't forget, Kyle Howarth used to be a Pool Pirates rider, so we'll talk about what it's like to be a pool rider at this time of the season and a look ahead to the upcoming fixtures over the next week all on the way no breaks no fear the official british speedway podcast first kyle some news from leicester to start things off and it has a premiership twist because the leicester lions are heading back to the premiership the top flight of british speedway next season they'll be rejoining um, the Premiership, a level they last raced at in 2018 after a successful period of championship racing, which has seen them move forward both on and off the track and increased attendances and commercial activity and also increased competition from other sporting institutions in the East Midlands. Also um, uh, a consideration here, of course, they have a couple of Premier League teams now uh, who are playing quite often on Saturdays, uh, Nottingham Forest and, and Leicester City, as, and of course there's rugby in the area as well plus 
local derbies more likely to happen in the Premiership for Leicester with Sheffield just down the road, Peterborough down road in the opposite direction, Kingsland not too far away, Wolves just a few of the the examples there and um, certainly going to make things a little bit easier for both the riders and the supporters the uh, on the travel front um, being in the Premiership, Kyle. It's The travelling in this game, as you know, is very hard so I think when, like you've just said, then with them moving up Kingsland's not too far away. Sheffield's only like an hour and some 10 minutes down the road. Um, then you've only got Wolves, what's not too far away. So it's not really, it's not a bad spot for them because they can get fans coming and going. And I, fe- I guess it's a good thing for the other teams too because, you know, Leicester fans will maybe travel. And, well, I know for a fact they will travel because they're, they're good fans who travel. And obviously over the past two years, I've seen that. And definitely this year when we've been going pool, Plymouth, Glasgow, Edinburgh, there's always Leicester fans there, so no doubt they'll have a good following. Yeah, absolutely they do. And uh, it will be a Thursday night as well when they get underway next season for the Leicester Lions in, in 2023. Um, and still Speedway on a Saturday because the, the Cubs are going to continue and they're having a great season. We'll talk more about that soon as well. But And Stuart Dixon remains in charge. And this is quite a big thing because he's been such a figure um, at Leicester. Uh, and obviously, I think, keen to point out that yes Leicester's last foray into the Premiership wasn't particularly successful but now keen to make the point that this is a different era and uh, forget what's happened in the past Yeah I think since Stuart came along and he's he's brought some silverware to the club, he's a very passionate manager he knows obviously what he's doing he's been around the game for a long time now he's he's probably a wily old fox as you could say he's and, he, and when they come, he brought him a championship in the championship, didn't he? And so, obviously, he's got us, he got us to the semis last year and he's got us to the final this year, so he does know what he's on about. So, I think them going up next year with Stuart is not a bad thing at all. Obviously, you know for a fact Stuart's a fighting man. He's very passionate, so he's going to want to put a team to, to win. He's definitely not coming just to say, oh, we'll join the Premier League and we'll take part. For sure, that's not his attitude. His attitude is to come and destroy and finish at the top of the league by as many points and go home and away and he wants to smash everyone 60-30. That's his attitude. So um, Stuart will be will be there with the averages and looking and trying to get the best team for him. And He's very passionate and I think um, the Leicester, Leicester Speedway and Leicester fans are very lucky to have him and I think he's um, they're in safe hands with him. Yeah, I would expect a very different Leicester proposition from the last time they were in the, the the Premiership for sure. And obviously the news has only just come out, but already the rumour mill is running fast. And some of the names that certainly I've heard that uh, are being linked with uh, potentially riding for Leicester are, well, some surprises in there and, and some big names as well. So watch this space on that one um, let's talk about Sheffield because you are Sheffield captain Sheffield in action on Monday night it took a, an extra week to get round to this fixture of course but Sheffield took advantage of their playoff semi-final with Wolves pulling off a 47-43 away win from the first leg at Monmore Green Tigers putting in an impressive solid display led by British champion Adam Ellis who got 11 plus 1 on the night um, but the team all making key contributions. But it was also a night of mechanical issues and falls, particularly for, for Wolves. But they did gain a, gain a 5-1 uh, right at the end. Uh, in a moment, we'll hear from Nick Morris, who is top scorer for uh, the Wolves. Uh, we'll also hear from Simon Stead in a moment. But Kyle, from your point of view as, as captain, 
great to get a win from Monmore because not many teams usually um, manage that through the course of a season, although Wolves record in playoff matches isn't the greatest uh, at this moment in time. Um, but a four-point lead, not really one that you'll be looking to defend, particularly at uh, at Orleton. It's uh, still pretty close, isn't it? No, look, it's the playoffs and anything can happen. And I've been in playoffs before and I've been, a- and I've been around them and I've seen some strange things happen. So, look, we went there and the, the, like I said at the start, the aim of the game was not there to go and keep it close. The aim was to go there and get a win and just take as many points off them and you know try and go home with the biggest lead as we can. So we did that and we come away with a four-point win. And like you just said, Mumbo is a very hard place to go in and get a win in the season, never mind in the playoffs. So there's such dialed-in riders. It's a technical track where you can come in too fast and you can drift past the corners. Sometimes you have to come in slower to come out faster. So when they've been dialed in all year coming to the playoffs, you needed to be on it. So to come away with a four-point lead, we was you know was very happy with. So, um, but no, the attitude at Sheffield is it's nil-nil on Thursday, and there's no there's no advantage, and we go again, and there's no we've won it or there's a not of attitude as it's going to be easy. It's not. It's a playoffs. We know each uh, Wolverhampton. They've got some good riders who do go good round Sheffield, and we need to be on it from the get-go. So. Look, we go there. It's nil nil, and we start on a fresh page, and we do what we do again on Monday, and we go for we we go for the get a biggest win as possible. And it was a meeting that was littered with thrills and spills and, and mechanical issues, and and also that was something that affected you yourself, wasn't it? It was uh, as you say in speedway, you just never know, and and these things can happen, but they punish you a bit more in the playoffs, don't they? Yeah, like for me, the bike I've been riding. One of my favourite engines. I've been riding riding that chassis everywhere, and um, the ignition, the electrics packed up on it, and uh, it had no spark, and we couldn't. It, we had to change. I think the stator, and um, we could. We 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 didn't have one, and uh, basically it was too. It was at the engine, and we we couldn't change it. And so basically, long story short, we had to jump on a, a spare bike. Well, it wasn't bad at all. It's just obviously you always have your favourable bike. But like I said, it could have gone in any a league meeting or anything. But, you know, coming to the playoffs, you don't want that. Do you? And, but, you know, you can't help electricals or whatnot going. That's just part of the game. That's just, that's motorsports for you and anything can happen. But, um, look, they had a bit of bad luck. We had a bit of bad luck. So um, we regroup again and been washing the bikes and going over the bikes today and Obviously, going all the things and and getting them ready for Thursday. But like I said, uh, it's 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 going to be tough on um, Thursday. But it'll be like I said, nil nil, and we go from there. Well, let's hear from one of your opposite numbers then, Nick Morris of Wolves. He was top scorer for Wolves at Monmore on Monday night. He scored fourteen points, and he's been reflecting on that defeat to Sheffield with Ryan Guest. Well, Nick Morris, not ideal to be heading into the second leg at Sheffield with a, a four-point uh, deficit, but nevertheless, a uh, uh, 5-1 in Heat 15 there, giving you some hope, perhaps. Yeah, never ideal to uh, go to the second leg um, off a defeat, but um, we're not throwing the towel in yet. Uh, we've gone to Sheffield this season and won already, so four points is four points, and um, yeah, obviously we just got to go there and win. Yeah, Here tonight, uh, a couple of the boys having, having off night, really, wasn't there? Yeah. Um, had a bit of bad luck, Luke threw a chain and it was one of them for a couple of guys. It's easy done, it happens to us all. Um, but that's how it goes. Sheffield are always good and good here. And it was a it was a tight meeting all the way through. It has been the same all season really. Normally we 
we don't have as ba- much bad luck or as like throw as throw away as many points. But it is what it is. Four points. We'll keep we'll keep going. Yeah. For yourself individually, probably your, your best performance around here for a long time, dropping just one point from five rides. Yeah, one of them. I've had been getting going all right around here this season. So decent meeting. Can't complain with fourteen. Um, making good starts, getting some fresh air, and staying out of the dirt. So um. All good, but it's a team. It's a team sport, and um, we're just looking at the next one now. Yeah, and as you've said, nothing to lose. All the pressure and expectation now with Sheffield going into their home leg with a lead. So pressure off for the boys on Thursday. Yeah, there is, I suppose. Um, but there's, we still got the pressure. We don't want to. We don't want to bow out of this this playoff. So um, all the boys still know that it's doable, and we'll have another talk before the meeting and uh, try and get everyone amped up again and. The fight continues. Was Nick Morris um, opposite number for Kyle Howarth on Monday night, but a teammate of uh, Kyle's with the Leicester Lions, and we'll speak more about the Leicester Lions uh, in the next part of this podcast because they're already through to the grand final in their league, of course. Um, For the Sheffield Tigers, they've still got a job to do to join Bellevue in the grand final of the uh, Premiership playoffs. Let's hear from the Sheffield team manager, Simon Stead, also with Ryan Guest. Sheffield Truplan Tigers team boss Simon Stead taking a four-point lead into the uh, home leg of the semi-finals against Wolverhampton. Your thoughts on tonight's uh, first leg here at, here at Monmouth Green? Uh, well, I'd have taken that at the start. So, um, really solid team display. Everybody did their bit. Um, and, yeah, uh, in a good place right now. That was really strong team display uh, and, and a win on the board. But we start from scratch uh, at Sheffield on Thursday, so we'll go again. Yeah, certainly fiercely contested. A couple of tight first corners, a couple of tight first opening laps and a real crucial spell for the Tigers in the middle part of that meeting with a, a run of five straight heat advantages as well. Yeah, exactly. But we just went about our business, concentrated on every single heat, uh, got the most out of every single heat that we could. Um, and like I said, we're, we're, but we're not going to take anything for granted looking into the second leg at Sheffield on Thursday because uh, they've been very good at Sheffield this year. So um, we know it's going to be a tough task for us, but uh, we're in a good place. So we'll, uh, we'll just try and push on from here. In a good place. Could have been even more, though. We're eight points up going into 8.15 and Wolves just uh, pulling back a, a late 5 one there. Yeah, I didn't really want that to uh, overshadow what had been a really good uh, meeting for us uh, because, you know, a late 5-1, yeah, it did bring it back a little bit. But like I said, I would have taken 47-43 at the start of the meeting. So I didn't want that to overshadow it because the, the boys have all put in a really good performance and I'm really proud of them. Yeah, and like you say, with the way that the Tigers have been adapting to the Ollerton circuit, the, the, more re- uh, the more recent those meetings have come and the more regular they've become, certainly started to, to turn the screw at Ollerton. Yeah, we have. We've looked really dominant there, haven't we? So uh, if we can carry on where where we left off at Allison, I'll be really happy because we've looked really strong there. So, uh, But like I said, we know it's going to be a tough task, so we'll go about our business and just try and be as strong as we can be. Congratulations, thank you. There's the Sheffield team manager, Simon Stead, talking with Ryan Guest after Sheffield's narrow victory over Wolverhampton Wolves at Monmore. But it is, uh, it is a lead. Four points head start when they meet again on Thursday at Ollerton. And... Whoever wins overall will be joining the Bellevue Aces in the grand final of the Premiership playoffs because the Aces secured their passage through. I'm going to talk more about that now. But looking at the final, whoever wins now knows who the opposition is. And obviously it all comes down to this, doesn't it? It's not all about winning the league. Sheffield, you did win the league in the regular season, so you finished top of the table, but it all comes down to these one-off matches now, and this is where the action really is at. Yeah, look, it, obviously it's, it, it's, it can be funny, all 
uh, like it's a funny old season. You can finish top or second or third, fourth. It, you know, I, it, it's great for the club and great for the fans, great for the, fun, the sponsors to finish first, obviously. But um, as you get to the playoffs, you all start again. You know, for everyone, it's a level playing field. And when you get into the finals, it's a level, level playing field. Look, they've got some great riders and we've got some great riders too. So we've got Grand Prix riders, they've got Grand Prix riders. So there's experience in the team and um, I think it's. A, I think it'll be a special, if if we do get into the final, it can be a special final. Um, we've been a local derby or the Roses, what, 25 miles apart. I think it'll be very great. I think both... Um, um, Clubs will get fans following, and I thought both fan um, both stadiums will be packed. But like I said, that's an if we've got to get there. But I think it'll be um, if it does. I think it'll be a great final. Obviously, they're a good team. Um, they've got riders who go very well at our place. But obviously, then we've got riders who go well at their place. So look, it's fifty fifty. But we've got another job to focus on first, and that's Thursday against Wolverhampton. And um, like I said before, we just have to do that first. Obviously, one of the big talking points in Speedway, certainly since last Friday, has been Robert Lambert, who tweeted a picture of his Bellevue race suit on a mannequin. Uh, and at that point, that was as far as it was going to be going. Um, then over the course of the weekend, uh, things were uh, appealed and uh, that changed. And of course, we saw him riding on, on Monday night. Um, everybody's had their say on it, the rights and the wrongs, but certainly a talking point within within speedway and um i know that obviously the the views probably among the the sheffield management are probably different to those uh, over the other side of the hill <laughs> yeah look i don't really get too involved in the politics politics side of it obviously i just kind of like like to rock up roll and do my job and go home i try to stay off social media and don't get involved in stuff like that because it's just not my thing but obviously to have robert back in british speedway is great obviously He's British, and I think it's great to have him back. He's a he's a Grand Prix rider who's who's had a very good year, um, and I think he's he's just good in general. He, obviously, he's made some talking about Speedway, and obviously them getting into the final it boosts them. But um, look, this is Speedway, and I do, like I said, uh, it's 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 good for them, isn't it? For for sure. Like obviously, losing Max was a big blow. But obviously they've come and they've got uh, Rob Lambert, so I don't think they can moan, can they? No, um, but I, I think other clubs are probably going to moan, and some fans will, uh, of course. And I think the the rules as a whole will probably get reviewed in, in the closed season. But anyway, look, for now, Robert Lambert has joined the Bellevue Aces, and what an impact he made on his debut, finishing with a 15-point maximum. And Matty Zagar only dropped uh, one point on his way to 12 plus 2 as well. So it was uh, a real strong start for the Bellevue Aces. Let's hear from Robert Lambert now, speaking to Steve Brandon on Eurosport. You know, a bit of a surprise for me. Um, you know, coming in optimistic, uh, you know, trying to, you know, score a few points to f- fill Max's boots and uh, ended up with a with a max. So, um, yeah, so great and obviously uh, great that I can help... Uh, Help the team out and get into the final, and uh, and now we've obviously got the chance of uh, of winning the league. So um, yeah, we've uh, once we get packed up from here, we'll forget about today and uh, and be focused and ready for the for the league match on the tenth and thirteenth. Just for you this weekend, it's you, you've had the last round of the World Championship, which you finished fifth in, which is a fantastic achievement. Am I going to Bellevue? Am I not going to Bellevue? Quite hard when that's sort of in the back of your mind with everything going on. Yeah, I got the. 
got the call on, on Tuesday I'm not in and uh, obviously booked the flights and uh, spent a lot of money on bikes and etc um, and suit and stuff you know to look uh, good for the team and, and, and the TV and everything you know and my British sponsors as well um, and yeah Sunday uh, you know chilling out after a Grand Prix happy with uh, you know P5 and that over the season and then uh, midday get a call and um, I'm in, so uh, so then sorting out logistics and, and flights uh, once again because um, uh, the flight was within two hours and that took two hours to get to the airport so I would have missed it. But um, yeah, we uh, up early, three o'clock this morning, uh, get to the airport, um, brought some bits and pieces over and uh, yeah, here we are now and uh, we're in the final and that's uh, obviously a goal for the team and uh, I'm, obviously I'm happy as well with today. And just, just a personal note for you, you know, you've come in tonight and shown people the, 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 the developed, the improved Robert Lambert and all the stuff you're achieving in Europe? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, it's obviously steps forwards over the last couple of years of, uh, you know, sort of put myself on the on the world stage and uh, I've been very consistent this season. I probably had, you know, a handful of uh, bad performances throughout the year out of kind of 50 meetings or so. So um, no, I think it's, it's not bad and, and looking for consistency, um, you know, I found that in a, in a lesser schedule as well. And um, I know, obviously, the, the British fans are upset about that and me not deciding to race over here. But, um, you know, also we need to look at the bigger picture and um, and also my career and, uh, and, and how it looked from the outside of uh, British riders. You know, we've got three uh, British riders in the Grand Prix at the moment and, uh, and probably also for next year, I'm sure, target wildcard. Um, so yeah, that's that's great for British Speedway, and uh, and I think um, you know we should be looking at that them kind of things and, and not the negative stuff. But um, that's definitely on the on the uh, drawing board. Um, obviously, with uh, British Speedway, and it always will be. I've never turned my back on it. Um, you know, it's just sometimes um, we need to think of the future and think forwards. But um, you know, on on a whole tonight. Uh, going back to tonight, I'm, I'm happy with performance, and uh, and I can uh, play a part in in Bellevue getting into the final. Yeah, well, Bellevue are through to the grand final. Let's hear from Mark Lemon speaking with Lee Wilde after that impressive victory over the Ipswich Witches. Mark, consummate performance from your boys tonight. Must be really pleased with how it went. Yeah, true. Um, all season they've been good at home, um, and tonight was no different. Uh, even with a you know a fourteen point you know sort of buffer coming in from the away leg of Ipswich, uh, we we took nothing for granted. And, you know, respected our opposition and the boys, uh, you know, rode their hearts out um, and, and, you know, yeah, epic performance. Some good performances throughout the team. Some boys riding not quite fit. Some new guys getting a fantastic debut. All positive for the final. Yeah, I mean, like, we, like I said, we, we lost Max Frick and, um, you know, to, to be able to get a replacement like Robert Lambert's, you know, a real coup for the club and um, obviously British Speedway. You know, Robert, you know, came fifth in the world on the weekend and, you um, you know, he's right up there, so uh, you know an adequate replacement for Max because we know how good Max is around the National Speedway Stadium. Uh, you know, there's not too many people you could say could match uh, him around here. But you know, it's it's uh, it's helped uh, our bid for the you know to win a, a league title. Um, it was for me, it was kind of like deja vu. I was like, oh no, here we go again. Like, this happened last year. We were on pretty good form, and um, you know, we lost Brady Kurtz through the injury, and um, yeah, we went to the playoffs, and I think that was the difference between winning and losing. So. Left no no stone unturned this time, um, and pulled out all the stops to, to bring in Robert, which is he's done a fantastic job tonight. Two tough possible opponents in the final. It's not going to be easy, is it? No, I, I don't think winning anything is uh, ever easy, um, or else everyone would be doing it. But uh, no, we, we look forward to whether it's uh, Wolves or it's Sheffield. You know, uh, obviously it looks like Sheffield had a you know, pretty handsome sort of um, you know, night down at Monmore. 
Um, so you would kind of think that maybe they're the team that's going to progress, but uh, you, you would never underestimate Wolverhampton either because they're a pretty quality team. But um, whoever, regardless whoever it is, it's, uh, it's going to be a pretty competitive affair. All right, thank you very much. So Mark Lemon all smiles. What about the other side of the pits? Not quite so cheerful with Richie Hawkins, who sees the Ipswich Witches complete their season, ending at the hands of the Bellevue Aces. Here is Richie Hawkins with Lee Wilde. Rich Hawkins, a tough night for the Ipswich. It's not the not the way you wanted the season to end, is it? Yeah, I mean, I did think we was, you know, we we fought tonight, and obviously, you know, Bellevue. Um, I've been better than us over two legs. I think obviously Thursday was the disaster. Um, I made made tonight coming into tonight very diff- very very difficult for us. But uh, overall, I can't criticise the boys for tonight. Um, and yeah, you know, good luck to Bellevue in the final. How difficult was it when Bellevue were able to bring in someone like Robert Lambert? Did that make the task even tougher? Well, it, ma- it makes them stronger than our are, but it doesn't make them any stronger than when Max is riding because you've got two top, you know, you're, you're, you're replacing like for like, you're replacing a world-class rider for another one. So um, I don't think Bellevue are any stronger than they were, um, what would it be, a week ago before Max got injured. Um, so in that fact, you know, it's no, it's, it's no different than what it would have been if Max hadn't got injured. Still some great racing. Your boys were mixing it there. Doyle, good as ever. Batch had some great rides. Summers and Tungate also. Yeah, yeah. I think obviously, Aaron's done his job. I think, you know, just overalls are one to seven. We're not quick enough around, around this track. And I think yeah, that's, that's been apparent in the last two visits here that um, the Bellevue boys are super quick around here. And, and we're, we're not up to speed on these big circuits. So um, definitely, definitely something for um, the boys to work on for, for next season. Richard, commiserations. Come back stronger next year. Cheers, mate. So it all ends here for the Ipswich Witches. Through to the grand final, though, are the Bellevue Aces, who will be joining them. The Sheffield Tigers or the Wolverhampton Wolves. There's four points in it at the halfway stage, which is not much at all. And it's all going to be raced for on Thursday night at Olitson Stadium. Sheffield versus Wolves. 7.30 the start time. Get yourself down to S6, of course, if you can. If not, it's on Eurosport 2. Kyle Howarth might be heading to a Premiership Grand Final then. He's our guest this week on No Breaks, No Fear. He's definitely heading to a Grand Final in the Championship where his Leicester Lions side will be facing the Pool Pirates in a Grand Final in a couple of weeks' time. We'll talk all about life in the Championship and looking ahead to that Grand Final and much more in the next part of No Breaks, No Fear. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. 
Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. No breaks, no fear. The official British... Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Speedway Podcast. Welcome back. I'm Ian Brannan. My special guest this week is captain of both the Sheffield Tigers and the Leicester Lions. Kyle Howarth is with us. And Kyle is a rider who's won league championships. He's won knockout cups. He knows what it takes to get your hands on that silverware. And he's already through to at least one grand final. In fact, two, actually, because uh, Leicester Lions are also through to the uh, final of the Jubilee League, which uh, is still yet to be resolved as well. But uh, in the championship, his Leicester Lions were the first side through to the grand final of the championship playoffs, and they will be facing the Pool Pirates for the ultimate silverware. And so very much similar to with Sheffield, you've, you've put the hard work in through the course of the season and now you've got yourself through to this grand final with Leicester and um, silverware only 30 heats away, potentially. Yeah, I think it's been, it's been a great with a success with Leicester, obviously finishing top with them and just getting to the playoffs was his achievement and then getting through playoffs against Edinburgh, what was a tricky team was going to be tough because we always knew what they can do there. There's some the 60, 30 people up there, aren't they? So very easily, they had some boys who were dialed in, so we knew that was going to be tough. We got through that tack and then obviously getting to the final against Poole. Obviously, they've got three strong heat leaders. I think we've got strong heat leaders. They've won at our place this year. We've won at their place this year. So, look, um, it's going to be an exciting final for sure. Obviously, um They've they've been dialed in lately at their place, and and we've been dialed in at our place. We they've had some big home wins. We've had some big home wins. Obviously, the finals always change things. Sometimes it can bring the better out in someone. Some riders can handle the pressure and and deal with it. And then there's obviously some who can't. But um, look, Pool have been a dominant uh, club, haven't they, over the years? And um, from the top league to coming back into the championship last year and winning. So um, they're coming out to get another title, aren't they? But look, the Leicester boys are rev, revved up and fired to ready to go. Like We're ready for it. Obviously, there's a couple of weeks yet. But um, look, it's going to be exciting times. And obviously, having it on a Friday and a Saturday in two days, it's going to be a, definitely a, a really fun meeting. And I think the atmosphere is going to be really great. Uh, the paths of the two sides a little bit similar in a way. The, you both dispatched a Scottish side and, and both beat them fairly heavily home and away as well. Um, for Poole, of course, they had to do that most recently against Glasgow at the weekend. It was a 41-point aggregate victory, the majority of that damage being done at uh, Wimborne Road. Um, and now they'll be obviously heading to, to face Leicester. You know full well what it's like to go to Wimborne Road and have 60 shipped past you because it happened, of course, in the Cup not so long ago. You had had quite a big break 
break there, you'll be looking to put that right, I imagine, first thing, because that's uh, that's not a score that you usually associate with a Leicester side. No, obviously, we've been a, quite a dominant side all year, haven't we? So to go there and that happen was a bit of a kick in the nuts, I would say, and got a stern word off Stuart. And, um, we regrouped in the semis in against Edinburgh, but look... Um, Speedway's a funny old game, as you know. Some nights can just be tough, and then some nights, like that night for them, they just out-trapped us every, from, from heat one to heat 15. They out-trapped us, out-muscled us, and they did it fair and square, and there was no excuses. But look, we've been there in the summer, and we've beat them, and they, so anything can happen. They're a, they're a tough side, obviously, with Stevie, Danny and Richie, a solid top three, all renowned to be very good, consistent gators. So um, we need to have our gating gloves on. But then you've got myself, Richie and Nick, who have been doing a great job for Leicester all season. So look, top three versus top three, and our rest of the sides will do their job. So look, it's uh, like I said before, it's going to be an exciting final. Well, it was the Pool Pirates who sailed into the Championship Grand Final, winning 50-39 at Glasgow to wrap up a massive 41-point aggregate victory. The Pirates now defending their league title against a Leicester side as the two most recent champions go head-to-head for the major silverware. Well, let's hear from Steve Worrell right now, who was speaking after that win and their place in the grand final was confirmed to Hayley Bromley and Greg Blair on BSN. It will be uh, the Pool Pirates versus the Leicester Lions in the grand final of the championship. Your brother Richie lines up for the Lions, of course. Twin versus twin, you're looking forward to that? Yeah, um, no, not not just Richie. You know, they're two good teams. We pool, you know, well, Glasgow, they've rode brilliant all year as well. But, you know, when you look at form, it's uh, the two best teams all season. So it'll be, be a good showdown. Certainly will, won't it, Craig? <laughs> yeah, that's it. I mean, pool is so strong at home, but Leicester are also so strong at home. So yeah. it's going to be one of them, like, what's what do you what do you see going into it yourself? I see pool winning. Yeah? <laughs> I don't, yeah, you know, I don't like predicting things and being overconfident but um you know I'm I'm confident in what our team's capable of. You know, we we went to Leicester last time, we beat them. Um, you know, we beat them earlier on in the year as well. So it's you know it's a track that us as a as a seven, as a unit, we all like so and it, like vice versa, they like our place. So uh, like I said it'll be a very good showdown of to who becomes champion. No, it's probably going to be the best meeting of the the two best meetings of the season uh, in British Speedway anyway, definitely. Because you know you are both teams strong at home, and you've got you know you are both wanting it. That's the thing, and he's and, and, and plus you've got your brother to have a race with as well. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Fingers crossed. You know the weather's kind to us um, this last part of the season, and you know we get two really good race. I'm sorry, two really good race tracks, and um, yeah, fair meetings, and yeah, may the best team win. Well, the two teams are fairly similar, aren't they, Kyle Howarth? Um, both teams have a strong um, spine of heat leaders, um, but also overall, two teams of great gators, and I think that's the thing. You know, gating is going to be a, a big part of of the championship grand final. Leicester, undoubtedly, you know, your gating was electric against Edinburgh, and really had the, the the meeting sewn up from the first bend in, in both legs down to the gating. And similar to Poole, really. Poole just outgated Glasgow more often than not. And um, again, it just made it a, a lot easier for them. Yeah, for sure. I think um, they, ourselves, um, 
we was all gating against Edinburgh from that their place and uh, our place. And then, like, you look at Poole the other night, um, you watched at Poole against Glasgow, they was dominant at gating. And then, obviously, Glasgow the other night, you've seen the top three, Danny won, then Stevie and then Richie. So, look, they've got both teams have got solid gaiters in. So, I think um, it, you're going to have to have your gating gloves on. And um, for sure, it's them nights where you need to step up and... There's no doubt we can step up and do the job. And also it's those second strings as well, which I think are the the prime reason why the sides have found themselves where yeah. they are. Because um, at Poole, they've got the, the Cook brothers. Um, you know, Zach and Ben have been contributing big points, certainly at Wimborne Road and on the road as well. And for yourselves, you've got the Thompson twins, who are certainly really dangerous at um, at home as well. And, and, and Dan Thompson, I think, certainly kicking on into the main body of the team, isn't he? So that's been a great backup beyond the, the heat leaders and the, those extra points are, are really what count. Yeah, for sure. Like, it's not just about your top three. Obviously, you've got to win with your other lads. You win with a one to seven. So, um, look, the um, Cook brothers have been going well. They've been firing. They've got uh, Zach at reserve and obviously Ben's, um, is he at number two, I think, or is it number yeah, two? Yeah. He's been firing and he's been gating. Look, they're both solid gators who, who've been riding well. So, in that department and but then you've got like you just said you've got the Thompson twins who've been brought up riding Leicester since the age of when they first started they know all the lines around there they like it with a bit of dirt on so Stuart's been running it with a bit of dirt on and they know the passing lines and they're bit quite they're very dominant at home aren't they so um look I think obviously your top three need to deliver and then your rest of your boys you also need your reserves to come to the party don't you and we have, we've we had Max Clegg, who's been going well for us. He um, he's, he's not a bad gator. He's a trapper, and you know he rides Leicester really well. Uh, you've got Connor Mountain, who's a good gator who, who rides Leicester really well. He's had some good meetings at Pool this year, so I think it's match for match. But obviously, you on the day you need your one to seven to all chip in, don't you? For both home and ele- home and home and away legs, so. He said big team performance. And just a word about the management because we've got, you know, obviously the two top managers in in the league facing each other as it stands. And first of all, we talked about Stuart Dixon, but my impression of him this season, I mean, what is does not miss a trick, does he? And uh, really sharp. And I guess when the chips are down or you're having a, a meeting that's maybe a little bit complicated, it must be a a great guy to have on on your side who who knows all the all the, all the hints and tips and tricks to to, to to battle through yeah those situations he's passionate he knows he's passionate like i said he's been in this game for a, for a while now and he's not new to the game he's he knows all the tricks in the game and you know when away teams are playing trying to play tricks he's not daft you know he, he knows we rules and stuff like that and he, he he's he's won trophies and he's lost trophies in the final before so look he's he, he's got us to the final and, and the reason why is because who what he has he, he's built the team when he's had to make changes he's made the changes to for the benefit of the team to get us to the playoffs to get us to the final but look he's um he's very passionate about his job Stuart and he will tell you that himself you can see the way where, when he watches Speedway, he's not just a manager who's there who just fills the programming and goes, oh, we've got three, three happy days. No, he's not happy with that. He wants four twos. He wants five ones. He wants the boys tra- trapping. He wants them gating. He wants to see everyone trying. He wants to see passion because he puts so much passion in. He wants it back and he will tell you that. His team talks before the start of the meeting, 
mid-meeting, towards the end of the meeting, they're all passionate. He shows them and he tells you how he's feeling. And if we're, if we're not delivering, he will pull us all together and he'll tell us why he thinks, what we need to change. If we're not gating and when we are doing well, he will still pull us together and go, look, boys, we can do better. We need to do this, this, this. And he's very passionate. So, look, um, Stu's going to be all revved up for the finals, for sure. He, he he wants this just like us and he deserves it just like us. It's not just a, it's not just a seven riders. He's our eighth man too, you know. So, um, we all need to chip in and do our thing. And a bit of a... A slight twist is that you have ridden for Pool in the past, so you've got experience of of winning silverware with Midlow as well. Pool always seem to pull it out of the bag, don't they? When we get to this stage of the season, they can bumble on in sixth or seventh, but when it comes to the crunch, there they are, and uh, all guns blazing when it comes to things like this, the playoffs and cup finals, and uh, obviously Midlow are a key part of that. How how does he do it? Oh, he's just—he's like Stu. Like he's been—he's been around the game. He's been a rider himself. He knows what it's like to be in position in, in semis and finals, and when to step it up. And you know, he's probably a bit more calmer than Stu. He's—he's—he's he's, he's probably the opposite way. But obviously, very passionate. You see in the pits, um, he—he doesn't mind a shout. He doesn't—he doesn't mind to get revved up, get the boys revved up. But um, yeah, they seem to do pull it out of the bag, don't they? Like towards the end of the season, he knows how to get the boys going. He's worked with some of the best in the world, hasn't he, Maidlow? And, and he's won the um, Premiership quite a few times. So, you know, he knows how to win trophies. He's not stupid. But um, he obviously knows what he's doing because he wouldn't have them um, titles behind his belt, would he? So, no, absolutely. But you've got two managers who, who know what they're doing, who, who are getting ready to go head-to-head and who've been in the game a long while now. So, Look, may the best uh, team win. And that pool team you were in, and that was sort of in the start of your career relatively, wasn't it, the first few years? But that was the same era that a lot of people, when they look back on the, the classic pool teams of modern times, you know, the, the Turbo Twins era with Darcy Ward and, and Chris Holder and so on, and, and, you know, you were what riding at reserve in that team, I think, then, weren't you? I think I was 17. I think it was that, you know, the double-up system where you could have two... Fo- two Four riders at reserve, was it? I think you could have... Yeah, they're all big teams, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, you had... So, at the time, I think you had Casper uh, Zak, you had Darcy Ward, Chris Alder. Yeah, there was quite a lot. There was quite a lot of good... There was a lot of good lads, so... Um, I was 17 at the time and just coming up and I'd not been... I'd only been riding for years. I'd started Speedway at 15 and then started doing a bit as Edinburgh at 16 and then Matt gave us a phone call and said come down I did press day and he was like right you're in at 17 I was like god you know I was young I didn't really have a lot know what I was doing um I'd not come from a, a speedway background it was motocross so if I'm honest with you at the time I knew who like Chris and Darcy were but I didn't know them as in like oh that's them do you know I was just like, oh it's Chris Darcy and you know but um look at to be in some teams like that and learn over the years has been great and um, just to learn bits and bobs and be at pool them years it was it was a great success obviously um, I think I did two seasons, two seasons there and then I went to Swindon but yeah it was great good fun 
Kyle Howarth, our guest this week on No Breaks, No Fear, the official British Speedway podcast. Um, no action for the Leicester Lions this week. Uh, however, uh, in the championship, we still have the championship knockout cup to be sorted out. And uh, that is going to get underway on Friday when Redcar take on the Pool Pirates because they're still on for a treble, believe it or not, uh, this season. And that's at 7.30 at the Echo Arena on Seaside, uh, Redcar versus Pool, And the return leg will be on Wednesday, October 12th, when Pool host the Redcar Bears uh, in the second leg of the Championship Knockout Cup final. So, next on No Breaks, No Fear, as uh, we were talking to Kyle there, and mentioning Swindon, uh, let's talk about Swindon because uh, that news has come out over the last week that Swindon will not be returning to the tapes, sadly, and uh, sort of missed the boat for last week's podcast. So we'll talk to Kyle about that because Kyle Howarth, a former Swindon rider, and uh, one or two other things to uh, cover off before we finish here on No Breaks, No Fear, the official British Speedway podcast. No Breaks, No Fear. The official British Speedway podcast. Welcome back. I'm Ian Brannan. Our special guest this week is Kyle Howarth, currently captain of the Sheffield Tigers and the Leicester Lions. But some of the clubs you've ridden for in the past are now no longer with us, Kyle. And I'm not saying that you are the link um, between these clubs, but uh, just looking down the list, Somerset, um, Workington, Coventry, uh, now, of course, Swindon Robins, all great sides of British Speedway, all sides that have won silverware, sides that have hosted you know, big meetings at their stadiums uh, and so on. And, and of course, you've been part of their history as well. And we're hearing now about the Swindon situation and we were hoping Swindon would be coming back in 2023. Indeed, there were plans for Swindon to uh, rejoin the Premiership and that was dearly the hope. And it was so, so close to happening, but now they've had the, the rug pulled from beneath them and that's not going to be a possibility uh, now, unfortunately, and uh, spells uh, an end to Speedway at the Abbey Stadium. No, nah, it's gutting. Just for Speedway in general, like there's such a club who, over the years, you would say you would give Pool a run for the money in the top league was always there. You always had the derbies with Pool. They always created good atmosphere with Neil Middleditch, and you had Roscoe, who's very passionate, who never shied away from saying anything, did he? So, um, look, I think it's a shame Swindon's gone. They, they've won some big trophies over the years and um, it was such a great racetrack too. It had um, a great... How the lines, you could ride the place, it, like you could dive bomb outside. It created so much great racing and it, it was a it was a good club and it's a, it's a shame really. Obviously, you don't want these clubs going. So, as um, myself, I live in Marlborough now about... 20 minutes from Swindon so obviously um, it's a shame it's gone because it would have been my local club and before when I used to when it was running I used to go watch on a Thursday if I wasn't riding so yeah it's a shame it's gone but um, hopefully in the future something can happen with Swindon Speedway hopefully find a new venue soon as possible because we don't want Speedway tracks going and we want them coming back like to see Workington coming back with what Steve Lawson's done there looks an unbelievable job and um, you want your Eastbournes, you want your Workingtons, you want your Swindons back, you want your Coventrys back because you want speed, Speedway booming in England, don't you? Yeah, we, we absolutely do. And, you know, that involves 
uh, a very small amount of people who who are trying their best you know to, to to make a change in speedway and to bring clubs back and we've seen that be successful with the likes of oxford for example doesn't always work out like swindon unfortunately can we mention at this point the subject of of online trolls and online abuse you know it it is something that Lee Kilby and Alan Rossiter and, and other people involved in with, with Swindon have received online abuse um, from people who really don't know the first thing about what's gone on to try and bring Swindon back to the tapes. You know, working week in, week out, day in, day out to try and make it happen, having meetings and so on. And it happens, it happens all the time and it happens too much and people just need to stop doing it because it's driving people away from the sport and when people go on about you know the death of speedway and so on it will be from people driving people out people are willing to put their own money and hard-earned and time a lot of people are doing this voluntarily to to try and make these things happen for you kyle as a rider i guess that you must get your fair few trolls who maybe know better and know how to ride a bike better than you and how do you deal with it as a rider? Because riders, obviously, you're right in the forefront of the firing line there. A lot of the people who don't, who are on social media, the guys who went back in the 1970s or whatnot, who, who like haven't been to Speedway in 20, 30 years or whatever or whatever, and and they'll go on there and they think they know how to run the sport. They'll tell you how to ride the bike, and um you know, half of them don't even go and pay the money, you know what I mean, to go watch, but they'll still happily go slag you off and slag social, slag Speedway off on social media. And there's a lot of great people in Speedway trying to do great things for British Speedway. Um, you know, you see the BSN streaming system, what's come out, like for likes of I, my, my dad who, who, who supports me, who can't go everywhere, obviously, who, who can watch me now, go and, Edinburgh, go and watch me at Leicester and stuff like that. And for other families who can go watch their lads ride, you know, mums and dads and supporters who can't get away, the BSN is a very positive thing about British Speedway. Um, and like I said, there's a lot of people in the back doors at Speedway trying to do great things, trying to bring, look at Steve Lawson, what he's done at Workington, he's trying to bring a club back. You've got people who were trying hard at Swindon, Lee Kilby and Rosser, who was trying to bring Swindon back. So, and then you get the fans who, like I said, who don't go, who go on there and write rubbish. And like you just said, you've got to be you you if if you've just got a thick skin and ignore it because you know social. There's a lot of social media. You know what goes on on social media, and there's a lot of people out there who don't have a clue what they're saying. And half of the time, like myself, I don't really use social media a lot. I might use Twitter, Facebook, and go on. I keep in touch with friends from australia and family here and that but apart from that i don't really read too much into speedway because half of them don't have a clue what goes on in the background and what it takes to be to run a speedway club to be a speedway rider or people as as you know in speedway what it takes to be involved and what goes into speedway some people just think you rock up with clean shiny bikes and they rock up out the van and happy days well let me tell you something that's how it don't work you don't see the days in the workshop and the traveling endless traveling on the motorway four hours to glasgow four hours back get up at six in the morning start washing the bike to go leicester on a saturday and you have to perform if you don't don't perform your job's on the line and sometimes you have to race four five three four five times a week and you have to perform don't you and when you don't perform people are jumping on your back 
And um, sometimes over the years, I've learned you have to ignore it and get on with life. You'll be at Speedway, and some people ask you some of the craziest questions, and I'm like, honestly, like, have you really just asked me that? And like, you just, uh, yeah. Why, why are you at the back giving up? And you're like, do you really think I come to Speedway to give up at the back? Do you really think I come to come fourth? Because I'm paid per point. The more points you score, the more money you make. So, yeah, I come here and I come to race. And if I'm at the back, I'm trying. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Somebody's got to finish last in every race. And sometimes, you know, even the best rider. And, you know, it has happened, I think, twice this season to, to Bartosz Schmarschlik. You know, he has finished fourth in, on the occasional race. Yeah, it's how Speedway is, mate. Like, Sometimes you go through it, you, you're gating and you're going well and sometimes you have hard patches in your career and no matter what you do, you just can't help it but something doesn't work right and then sometimes you miss a gate and you run a last and that's just how it is. Look at the world's best like Cristiano Ronaldo, Leo Messi and Lewis Hamilton. They all have bad days at the office, don't they? Exactly right, exactly right. Anyway, back on to topic. Um, we'll just talk about the National Development League briefly because um, tying in with BSN, uh, BSN are showing two... NDL fixtures. Uh, the first one will be on Wednesday night. Um, Oxford Chargers versus the Leicester Cubs as they uh, head into the National Development League semi-finals for the for the Leicester Cubs, led by Dan Thompson, who's number one, and his brother Joe in in that lineup as well, amongst others. And uh, it's been a really strong season for the Leicester Cubs on that uh, on the NDL front. And you've had a few double headers as well, haven't you, at, uh, at Leicester on on the Saturday nights? I'm with him. Um stopped and watched them and it's created some great racing like sometimes when Stuart's done a track the big track grade in between he's they've had the better track like but no um, it, it, I think it's great obviously to see these kids coming up and 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 and, it, and the development league being strong and and you see the riders like the Thompson twins doing that and and then eventually gradually coming out of that you've got Jordan Jenkins and you at Oxford who's who's having a very good successful season with Redcar so look, it's it's it, it, there's some it's going to be a great final for them guys, and um, look, there's some good riders in there what are up and coming. So um, definitely be great to tune in and have a watch. Yeah, we're looking forward to that, and then uh, some more National Development League action at Berwick, Berwick versus Milden Hall at Shieldfield Park. Uh, again, live on BSN on on Saturday night. So BSN testing the the National Development League waters. People have been asking for it through the course of the season, and of course, the, it's all been about the Championship really and, and the Premiership pairs. But uh, whilst we've got a bit of a gap in proceedings, going to give the NDL a try. So uh, if you uh, if people subscribe to it, then uh, hey, might do it more. But um, a lot of people say that uh, independently that you know the racing, the quality of the racing, the actual races have been really close and some sort of exciting stuff in the National Development League this season. Yeah, definitely. Like you've got kids who are up and coming and kids who are fearless who are going for it and they want to earn the place. You know, you've got kids who want to show the championship um, managers they want a job. So you know, there's some fearless kids out there who are going for it and it it does make great racing and. Fair play to him. I think it's great to see some clubs like you know Oxford. You've got Leicester. You know you've got Mildenhall and you've got Berwick. So all these all these kids are going to all these other tracks and they're learning them. They're not just in one or two places. They're all over England. And I think it's great that the, uh, one day you can be at Leicester and the next day you can be at Berwick. What's well, a totally different track? Then one day you can be at Edinburgh, and then you can be at like I said Oxford. So all different types of tracks and so kids are learning all these tight tracks to big tracks to wide tracks i think it's great and um i think it's uh, making some great racing this year for sure and some experience as well youth and experience like say Mildenhall have got james shanes they've also got jason edwards you know who are 
you know, getting there in the in the, in the Premiership now in in the Rising Star berth and currently riding all three leagues and also uh, obviously not on showing these fixtures we're talking about, but we got riders like Lee Complin in the in the National League, Adam Roynan uh, riding for for Plymouth still at the moment. Um, you know, so that you. But that's good for the young lads to learn off these experienced hands, isn't it? Side by side in the pits in a in a meaningful meeting. For sure, that's the only way to learn. When I when I was learning, I was in the pits. You know, like I said, going back then with pool back in the, in the day, learning from the top boys. That's the only way you learn. Seeing things, how they do things, and and, and asking for advice, watching them, and sometimes getting a four two five with, five one with them, and it gives you a boost. So look, um, for these kids, it's great. I think it, it's a great learning curve and. It's a great start for them, and obviously, there's a, like you just said, there's a few kids who are doubling up now, and they're getting the they're getting the job in the championship and the scoring points. Was well, very positive to see, and and it's great. So look, um, it does. I think it's bright for for some British lads, and you've just got to hang in there. It's a tough old game, Speedway. Look from from when I started back in two when I was sixteen in two thousand and nine. I think back now and think, how did I do it? <laughs> I'm 28 year old, and yeah, time flies for sure. But um, look, it's been tough for myself. It's it's been from from my family. But look, for them kids, the best advice I could just say is just keep doing it. Don't give up, and you'll get there eventually. And just look, it, have fun because that's what it's all about. Yeah, it's a relatively short career, isn't it? And and you've got to enjoy it while you're there, and 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 enjoy that you're riding, um, of course, as well. Um, Speedway Grand Prix lineup's been announced. And if you've been keeping an eye on the on the Grand Prix series, it's it's kind of more of the same. I would sum it up really. The uh, Kim Nilsson, really the only rider, has been added to the lineup. Of course, Dan Bewley and Robert Lambert qualified in the top six. Um, Ty Wolfen has got a wild card, so we've still got the the same three Brits in their regular lineup. But obviously, the difference is there that Dan Bewley. Um, and Jack Holder have found themselves in the in the series at short notice this last year. But for Dan Bewley to finish in the top six in his first season in the in the Grand Prix, um, of course, on the way winning the British Grand Prix as well, which is something that I think every rider's dreamt of and, and very few have achieved. Uh, you know, an absolutely outstanding season for him and uh, a Workington lad. Uh, you know, really um, showing his his metal on the on the top stage. Yeah. Like- Phenomenal season for for um, Dan Bewley. I think he just stepped up every year, hasn't he? I think from going to Poland and being in Wolfie's corner and learning from Wolfie and with being with his pit crew and then to, to getting a job at uh, Rockslav, I think has been massive. And this year was just a last minute thing, and he got it, and he got he got the gig, and he went for it. And fair play to him. He's know to win his first G- couple GPs, and he showed what he can do on a bike. He, and He's perfect, isn't he? He's 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 got it in for sure. He's got the talent, and he he's shown what he can do. So there's no reason why he can't go all the way. There's no doubt in my eyes he cannot. Not he's definitely got a world title in him for sure. And you know to see Jack Alder, a teammate of mine at Sheffield, he's had a great year. And look, it's going into the GPs is something different else, and it? it's like a heat fifteen consistently in H eight. And then obviously semis and final, and you know you got to give it to the boys. And yeah, like I said with Jackie's, I was speaking to him the other day about Torren because um, he had a bit of a tough one being at his own track. But you know you've got to give it to him. They've, they've hung in there, and to qualify is is amazing job. They've got the first year out of the way. They know what to expect now. So next year is a bit different for them boys. 
But um, look, it's an exciting field again for 2023. And, you know, Smarslick's obviously the man to beat at the minute. Um, but there's for sure, there's, there's definitely guys out there who can win that world title for sure. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be quite as cut and dried as some people are making out saying, well, it's a similar lineup. It's going to be the same result. But I think we're going to see people like... You know, Robert Lambert, Dan Bewley, just to name a couple who are going to be uh, turning the screw a little bit and uh, a few twists and turns to come yet, you think, as we head into next season. Let's uh, round off then by looking at the fixtures for the coming week in British Speedway. And I think we've talked about most of them in one form or another. Um, Oxford versus Leicester in the National Development League playoff semi-final. Uh, that's at Cowley. 7.30 the start time on Wednesday. And that will be available the first NDL match to be shown on BSN, British Speedway Network and uh, you can head over to the BSN website watch.britishspeedway.co.uk to find out the details on watching that. It's uh, going to be 9.99 or 8.99 if you're uh, already a BSN subscriber, but all the details on their website. Thursday, Sheffield versus Wolverhampton. Uh, the second leg we've been talking about, Sheffield have a four-point lead. It's still too close to call, though, and that's going to be on Thursday evening at Ollerton. 7.30 the start time there, and that will be live on Eurosport 2 and Discovery+. Plus. On Friday, Redcart versus Poole in the Championship Knockout Cup final, first leg, 7.30 at the Echo Arena and in the National League at uh, Armadale, it's the Armadale Devils versus the Leicester Cubs. And then on Saturday, it's the Berwick Bullets versus the Mildenhall Fen Tigers in uh, another National League playoff semi-final. And that gets underway at Shieldfield Park at 7 o'clock. And again, that one will also be shown on BSN, Leicester versus Oxford takes place at the same time and uh, that is going to be at the Paul Chapman and Sons Arena at 7 o'clock Looking ahead to Sunday, European action for a few of our boys, where it's the European Under-23 Team Championship final that should have been on last weekend, but was rained off, so it's on this weekend. Uh, Tom Brennan and Drew Kemp uh, set to feature in that, to name but a few. And then uh, no action on Monday, currently scheduled. Tuesday, October the 11th, we'll have Plymouth versus Glasgow in that remaining championship match that uh, still needs to be run, and that is at 7 o'clock at the Coliseum. And then next Wednesday, it's the second leg of the Championship Knockout Cup final between Poole and Redcar at 7.30 at Wimborne Road. And that's the next week in Speedway. We'll be back next Wednesday here on No Breaks, No Fear. And my thanks to our special guest this week, the Sheffield and Leicester captain, Kyle Howarth. Thanks for joining us, Kyle, and, and good luck with everything that's coming up over the coming weeks for both of your sides. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me on and um, hope you enjoyed yourself. It's been good to um, to do this. It's been good fun. No, cheers, Carl. Take care. Good to chat to you. And uh, thanks a lot to you for listening as well. And we'll be back next week, next Wednesday, on the next episode of No Breaks, No Fear. Have a great week. No Breaks, No Fear. The official British Speedway podcast. Podcast Network.